You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. In your Bible, you need to turn to the huge text that I'm preaching from this morning, John chapter 14. John's Gospel, that is, John chapter 14. I'm going to read the text for you. John 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Shall we say that together? Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. I'm going to be referring to some verses around it, but that is the text Uh, for this morning trust that brings peace as we begin this new year Uh, I will be telling a few more light-hearted stories uh, during this sermon but rather a tragic one to begin with and you'll be aware that uh, the Australian outback is a very dangerous place and you need to know how to survive there and there are numerous stories, but one which I remember is that a, a couple set out in their camper van to cross the desert off, off the known track. They hadn't told anybody where they were going, and their camper van got stuck in deep sand, and they couldn't get it out. Eventually their water ran out, and days and days later they were found dead by their camper van. And the report afterwards said if they'd known one trick they could have got out and the one trick was let some air out of your tires and then they could have been able to get out of the deep sand and continued on their journey the fact that they didn't tell anybody where they were going was another mistake and if you're setting out on a quite a dangerous adventure you need to know how to survive when things get difficult and dangerous And so we're beginning this series and we're calling it the Christian's Survival Guide. And we're going to take verses from John 14 and 16. And um, these are Jesus' last words before the trial and crucifixion and his death and burial. These are his last words with his disciples, how they are going to get through this next period. It's how to survive. And if you had the opportunity, these are my last words before I go, what would you say? And Jesus begins this passage uh, in our scripture with these very clear words. Guys, and it's mainly men, there might be some women around as well, but he said, guys, you, you trust in God what I want you to do is to trust in me. And if I can give a clear message this morning is, we need to trust in Jesus as we face the future. Now I'll give you three reasons why we're doing this series. And there's three reasons. We all know that this year is gonna be tough. That's tough for everybody. (laughs) The government have told us that. Um, We're all gonna be subject to the common uh, crisis that we're going through. Economically, it's going to be tough. Nationally, we have unrest. Internationally, nations are at war with one another. We're all 
caught up in the decisions that other people are making, your employer, or the doctor, <laughs> or the government. And we're all caught in that, and it's not good news at the moment. It's going to be difficult. More specifically, not common to all, but speci more specifically to Christians, it's going to be tough. The census said that now Christianity is not a majority uh, faith in this country. It's 46%. It's still the, the largest faith. The next largest uh, belief is no belief. That's the climate we're living in. And um, we are going to be caught up and we're going to have to think through some very difficult issues as Christians. We're already aware of that. The whole question of sexual identity, how marriage is defined. Uh, there's a, a link in this week's newsletter about, about the government debating assisted suicide. We, we have a voice, we have a view on that. The, question, the, the authority of the Bible is being questioned, not only from outside the church, but from inside the church. People are raising voices about that. Not so much in this country, but certainly true in many lands. There is real hostility from governments and from other faiths about the Christian faith. And people are facing real persecution. And that is specific to Christians. But then there will also be issues specific to you. We, we have the world, the flesh and the devil. Well, we're in the world and that's, that's difficult. But if you're like me, you've got your own flesh to deal with as well. And that can be tough. The old nature tries to rear its head again. And there is an enemy of the soul who wants to destroy you and your faith. So it's going to be tough because we're subject to all the common uh, pressures that everybody faces it's going to be tough because you are a Christian and it's going to be tough because it's you and you're going to have to know how to survive the Bible talks of people who didn't know how to survive and they, the phrase they use is they made shipwreck of their faith they hit the rocks and that was the end and Jesus is meeting with his disciples. He knows what the next few days are going to be. And he's been talking with them. And he sees the expression that comes across their face. He hears the, oh, the gasps and the... He looks at their body language. And he can see the anxiety and the fear and the distress. Then he says, trust me. Why had they come to that situation? Because Jesus had just told them some devastating news. In that select group, he said, one of you is going to betray me. What? Then he said, I'm leaving you. What? We've left everything to follow you. And now you're going, where are you going? I don't know where you're going. And Jesus says, where I'm going, you can't come. What? We've been following you for three years. You've been with us all this time. And now you're just going? Then he says something very important, which follows on from what Keith has just said. Now I want you to love one another. While I was with you, I loved you. And it was his love that held them together. He sorted out their arguments. He protected them. 
He guided them, but he said, I'm going. Now, guys, you're on your own for a while, and you've got to love one another as I have loved you. When I read that, when I was looking at this, the emotion of it really hit me. Here's this man who they've devoted themselves. We've left everything. Then he says, I'm going. And where I'm going, you can't come. What? Peter says, I'll follow you. I'll even lay down my life for you. And Jesus says to Peter, before the morning comes, you'll have denied me. Can you imagine the ripple of anxiety and fear and disbelief that goes through this group of, of, of disciples? So he says, I need you to trust me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. What? You've just told us all that. And now you're saying, don't be worried, don't be troubled. You must be joking. He says, yes, don't let your hearts be troubled. You, you trust in God. These are Jews. They've been brought up in the faith. They're God-fearing men. They, 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 they know God, the creator, the creator, the sustainer. You believe in God. But now I want you to take a step and I want you to trust me. And this is the pivotal point. He says, I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me over these next few days when you will go through the darkest, loneliest experience you could ever imagine. When you come to a place of total confusion and your hope and all your expectations have seemed to have been made shipwreck of and everything seems pointless and futile and you appear helpless to change anything, I want you to trust me. And why? Because it's part of the song that we sang. The battle is the Lord's. There's difficult times ahead, but you don't have to face it alone. You don't have to take it on yourself because I am handling the situation. When he says, trust in, to, to, tr also trust in me, um, that's where we do hit a problem with the world's thinking, the current thinking. We're, we're familiar with the picture, all faiths lead up the same, different paths leading up the same mountain. We're, we're familiar with that. And it would be true if all we're looking for is, is good behavior, neighborliness, uh, looking after one another. Um, we would have a lot in common. And our current king, there, he, there was a debate whether he would be defender of the faith or defender of faiths. And certainly amongst the faiths, and I found it in the chaplaincy at Whitemore Prison, there's a lot that we share in common about decent behaviour and respect and dignity and all that sort of stuff. But it does hinge on the person of Jesus. Do we trust him explicitly and exclusively to all others? Why trust him? Because Jesus says very clearly, if you've seen me, you've seen God the Father. I am the full embodiment. I am the full revelation. I'm the full final word of God to this world. And so, yeah, you trust in God, but it's all focused on me. What a claim to make. Jesus wasn't just a good teacher. Here he is, he's saying, I'm God amongst you and I want you to trust me. And you can trust me because I am am the way I'm not going to tell you the way 
because you don't know, even know. You haven't got a clue where it's going over these next few days. But I am the way. Here's a more light-hearted story. How, how many of you know in Wisbeach where Harold's Drive is? Now, Jim was a postman. Um, Harold's Drive? Uh, uh, Andy, but Andy was a postman as well. You know, uh, not many people know where Harold's Drive is. We, uh, we had some uh, friends who lived there. Actually, Lee, who walked the Pennine Way with me, he lived in Harold's Drive. And I was leaving my house some years ago to get in the car to go and deliver something to this family in Harold's Drive. At that precise moment, somebody pulls up outside my house in their car, gets out and says, do you know where Harold's Drive is? So what did I do? I hope you've worked it out. Follow me. Absolutely. Instead of saying, go down the road, turn left, right, I said, I'm going there. Just follow me. And I took him exactly. One of those amazing coincidences in life, you know, how to get to Harold's Drive. And that is what Jesus is saying. Actually, you don't need to know the full directions. The future will be hidden from your eyes. And maybe for some of us, that's a good thing. That we don't know what this year holds. But if you stick with Jesus, he will get you through it. Amen. And the certainty of that is that he went through death the final enemy, the issue that no one has been able to conquer, the, 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 the problem that no one has been able to solve, how to come through death. And because of his death and resurrection, he is the one who is proclaimed by God the Father, the Lord. And he can get you through life. And for anyone who this year may be facing death, let me tell you, he can get you through death to eternal life. When I can't see the way, when it's all confusing, I'm with Jesus and he will carry me through. Why can Jesus say that to the men and the women? Trust me. Because they've been with him for three years and they've seen the character he has and the ability he has. They've seen him handle himself when people have been uh, against him and arguing against him. They've seen him when people are saying, there's 5,000 people, we've got nothing, no food to feed them. What are we, what, what we going to do? When on, on the boat in the storm and the, the disciples are afraid that they're going to drown they've seen what Jesus can do in that situation the de demons uh, manifesting before them they, uh, stopping a funeral procession it goes on and on at the tomb of Lazarus they've seen who Jesus is and what he can do and they've learnt to trust him now he's told them some devastating news and he's saying, in a sense, I want you to continue to go on trusting me. Another light-hearted illustration. I don't know what you did last Sunday. We didn't have a church service because we had uh, the New Year's Eve, which was a, a, a really enjoyable evening. Um, so what, what were Fiona and I going to do New Year's Day? Um, and I looked around, you know I like going to Evensong and sometimes Ely Cathedral. So I'd looked on Ely Cathedral and there was an invitation. 
come and, come and form the choir. So I spoke to Fiona. I said, are you up for this? So we went, got the evidence. And um, there was a 90-minute rehearsal. And then you would be the choir for a carol service at 4 o'clock. So we went, not knowing quite so, uh, carols. And there were 60 of us forming this choir. Uh, Fiona sang soprano, there were altos, loads of basses. There were only four tenors. I was one of them. And the carols we were quite familiar with. But then we were, as we got there, we were presented with these music copies of carols that cathedral choirs sing. Modern arrangements, words we didn't know. And so we're looking at this. What on earth is this? Hands up who knows this, who doesn't know this carol. Never seen it before. So not only are we sight reading very difficult music, but words that we'd never been familiar with. And um, actually, it was, it was a bit rough at times, because it, it, it would be. But actually, it went really well, and we enjoyed ourselves very much. But you know, what I really enjoyed was the... Um, being under the, uh, under the director of the choir master, who was Ed, Ed um, I've, I've written his name down, what, what was his name? Uh, I've, I've forgotten his name. The, the, the guy who was uh, conducting the choir, he was the director of music of the cathedral. And within a few moments, I was aware, this guy knows what he's doing. He's in charge of this. And he could pick up out of 60 people just somebody who was, you, you haven't got the note quite right, your pronunciation is quite, somebody was holding a note a little, half a beat too long. And uh, it was a very quick rehearsal. We had 90 minutes to learn four brand new carols that we'd never seen before. And it was, you know, uh, he was used to dealing with quite experienced choirs. He'd led choirs nationally on tours and things like that. And I could relax under his directorship and actually enjoy it. What Jesus is saying to the disciples and saying to us, do you think I can handle it? Just, do you trust me? Have you confidence in me? With all this devastating news that he's given them, I want you to carry on trusting me. What's your experience of Jesus? Have you got a testimony of how he's been with you through some really difficult times and you didn't know how it was going to get through and then in your life you saw him still the storm you see saw him in your life feed 5,000 you saw him do a miracle that you think I don't know how that happened that gives you confidence for the future and the result is what Jesus says at the end of this discussion with his disciples in uh, verse 27 he says my peace peace I leave with you my peace I give you not as the world now the world's definition of peace is there's no there's no conflict there's no war everything is flat and even the peace that Jesus gives isn't just the negation of bad stuff it's actually the 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 blessing of resources, of grace, of joy in the midst of storms. It's more than you could imagine. It's his peace. And it says, my peace I give you. It's a gift. Just receive it, would you? Life is going to be very uncertain. Life is going to be very uncertain. 
But Jesus has done everything he can for us. And now he says, do not let your heart, what does he say? Do not, do you, do not let your heart be troubled. Guard your heart and mind. And the peace of God in Christ Jesus will rule in, in you. Do not. So you can either focus on the problems and focus on your anxiety and sit up all night wondering why you can't get to sleep because that's why you can't get to sleep because you're sitting up all night and it just goes round and round and round and round and round. Or we can choose to accept the grace, the presence, the power of God and let, not that, not to let our hearts be troubled but receive the gift of peace. That doesn't mean to say that all of life will be a blessing and, a, a, and we'll sail through we do not teach here that if you become a Christian, all your problems end and everything will turn out right. That's not, that's not the gospel that Jesus taught. You might have to go through many trials, but in it, you're not taken out of it, you're given the grace to go through it. But in the end, you do come through. We are more than conquerors in, through Christ. He's done everything for us. Can you imagine their joy when they met the resurrected Lord? <laughs> we never imagined it would be like this. Goodness me. And it's so much more than we anticipated. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. And we have a choice as we face this year. Do we carry on trusting Jesus or do we give up? I'm inviting you this morning to trust in Jesus, yes? Whatever it is, whatever it is. Can we stand together and pray? Mm. I'm gonna pray and you, you can in, in your heart and mind or in your own words if you want to be saying things to God as we, as we stand at the beginning of this year Lord the future is hidden from us as James says we don't even know what tomorrow will bring but Lord as we stand here as your disciples we place our lives and our future in your hand we confess and we declare Jesus that you are our Lord and we trust you because you are the way. And in you we have found truth and we have found life. And our heart's desire, our heart's intention is to stick with you. Lord, thank you that you've made provision for everything we need for life and godliness. You've given us all the resources of your word, of your spirit, of your promises. And this morning we receive now, in Jesus' name, we receive that gift of peace. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds centered on him. And so, we're, Lord, we, we see, as, as we, we've sung, that we're confident in life and in death, that you are able to keep that which we've committed unto you until the day of Jesus Christ. So, Lord... Here we are, take us on, move us on. Enable us to be all that you've called us to be 
And Lord, we submit ourselves to you, knowing <laughs> that there's fullness of joy in your presence and pledge forevermore at your right hand. And thank you that you've bequeathed to us your very great and precious promises. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.